0: Welcome back to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. In today's short episode, we'll be delving into the importance of mental health and mental illness awareness. I thought this episode was necessary before we get into fun and freaky topics, as your mental health determines how you live every day. This podcast is all about creating a safe space where people are able to be vulnerable, relate to others, and support each other. To start off with, mental health encompasses our psychological, emotional, and social well-being which in turn affects how we think, feel and act. Mental health is important at every life stage from childhood and adolescence all the way through to adulthood. It is a key determinant for how we handle and tackle stress, relate to others and make healthy choices. Although mental health is important for our overall happiness, there is still a stigma associated with mental illness conditions amongst our society. Judgment, discrimination, prejudice, and hostility become a breeding ground for stigma. Mental illness is stigmatized more than any other condition. Individuals who struggle with mental illness face barriers and obstacles to seek the help that they really need. People get misunderstood and in turn, mental illness has become synonymous with violence, anger, aggression, but that's not really what it looks like. Yet it's the same picture that gets portrayed over and over again in the news, movies and social media. This leads to people with mental illness in our society to feel labelled, shunned, shame and isolated, affecting their employment, social life and family relations. So in today's episode, I thought it would be pretty cool to hear different people's sides of the story and why mental health is important for them. So first you hear from Mitch, who talks about men's mental health and the stigma that surrounds it. I think mental health for a guy is about making sure the people who are around you most really care about you and care about your mental health. Um, For guys, sometimes it's harder to share experiences and struggles. So keeping the ones that really care about you around you, they're the ones that, again, I want to listen. I think that's the biggest thing with guys' mental health. Thanks for sharing your side on men's mental health shortly we'll have an episode all about men's mental health awareness and different struggles that men face when talking about their mental health and things that they're struggling with now on to Amara my cousin who will talk about her journey with her mental health hey guys I'm with my cousin Amara who's an exercise physiologist and I've just asked her to share her story why she thinks mental health is important
1: Thanks, punks. (laughs) Um, So I think that mental health is important because it's not talked about enough. When I was younger, I probably didn't have an idea of what mental health was. And I thought like, everything's going to be okay if I just pretend it's okay, which you can only do for so long. And then I figured that out when I hit rock bottom. And, you know, that was quite hard. But I think I've learned a lot from that. So when I was younger, I was quite um, easygoing. And then I think when I got into probably towards... Um, the end of primary school going into high school I started to become a bit more like self-conscious because people were more open to comment about your appearances and I probably wasn't aware that I need to accept that that behavior is not okay and put my foot down so I just kind of got into a very toxic disordered way of thinking about my appearance and I was only valuable if I looked a certain way or if I you know did certain things so that was interesting and it sent me down a little bit of a spiral of thinking that I just need to trick myself into enjoying exercise and, oh, I'm going to love to run because even though I'm tired, I need to do it. Like, and I just used to trick myself into, like, it was really bad and so I was obsessed with, like, exercising. I used to freak out if I wasn't eating properly. Like, it was so bad. I think I was so rude to, like, my mum. i be like, no, we can't have chips. Like, we ha-, like I was really quiet. I um, know you
0: are now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was really, yeah, it wasn't good and I was very, like, obsessive and I didn't even realise it. Um, and then I kept sort of going down that spiral when I got out of school, it was kind of similar. I think I started, was like, oh, I'm going to have more time to like exercise cause I'm not at school. So then I like had joined a gym. And I was going to the gym a lot and then I started, like, I started the coaching zone and I did a six-week challenge and, like, so it was group training and I was going really hard and, like, I was going five to eight times a week, like, five to eight oh, sessions wow. a week was really, like, full-on and I started doing that. And, like, I was getting really sore. Um, I was just getting lots of massages and I was like, oh, it's okay. This is just, like, what pushing yourself is about. And even when I didn't want to go, I didn't have energy to do my uni work. Yeah. I only had energy barely had energy actually and I only put it towards exercise sometimes I would do two sessions a day it was it wasn't good looking back um and then netball season came around so I couldn't exercise as much at that because I didn't want to be sore anyway things progressed and then I got injured at netball and I hurt my knee and it was pretty bad and I actually couldn't walk couldn't do basic things and that was like a whole spiral (laughs) um (laughs) that was a whole spiral and i really had to like reevaluate my thinking and i think that was a hard reality like for me i had to think yeah. about okay don't think about exercise because it's all your worth like yeah. trying to think about oh I get to exercise because I'm actually able and functioning so yeah. walking to uni was a struggle like walking around campus was a struggle so that really reframed it and it was yeah. about two months I had that struggle and I had to just do my own sort of things had to do my rehab and like couldn't go and do classes which I loved yeah. but it was good because it kind of reframed everything and then I learned to exercise because I can do things that I enjoy so I you know, just going and lifting weights or doing upper body if I couldn't do lower body. But that was kind of a big shift for me in terms of being a bit more relaxed and not obsessive with my exercise and my eating. That sort of continued down a little bit. And then, you know, things happened and I got into a bad relationship and I got Um, into a bad way of thinking from that. Like, I was a bit toxic myself and then I adapted to behaviours and whatever. After that ended, I was really anxious because I'd sort of lost all my value as a person. Like, I didn't do anything that I enjoyed to do. I still did enjoy the gym, but I wasn't really going very often. I wouldn't do anything for myself. I was kind of just doing it because I felt like I had to. So getting out of that, I was really lost and I had a bit of a breakdown. And then I was like, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to, like distract myself and like distract myself from my feelings which I've learned now isn't good you've just (laughs) got to feel your feelings and I think that's something we all do so that was really um a big moment for me and then sort of this was 2019 coming into 2020 and then February That happened in March. The lockdown happened. I work in a gym. So there was nothing for me to distract myself with, I thought. So no work. Yeah. Uni, I was doing one subject that semester. So I couldn't even do uni. I went into this whole depressive episode, like two weeks. I just was doing nothing but sleeping. And then I'd wake up at 3 p.m. And then I'd be awake until the sun came up. And and that happened for two weeks. And I'd cry like every day. And then my mum was really good. And yeah. she helped me. She's like, "Marie, you've got to just try and go for a walk today or do something. Yeah. And then I was like not in a good space. And then I started sort of getting out of it. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe I can do something with this. Yeah. So I put some Zoom exercise classes on. So good. They were so good. They were so, very fun. Yeah. So just anyone that wanted to do it, any friends, any people from yeah. the gym. So we'd meet every day at five o'clock. Yeah. And that was really good. And that was more than anyone else. I found that was good for me mentally just to yeah. be able to feel like you know, had something to do. So that was really good. I had one subject and it was two assignments. That was the hardest thing i would ever had to do because I just had no motivation. I was literally at rock bottom, but we got it done. It was a bit of a struggle, but we got it done. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, I think I started to see a psychologist, um, going, oh, so going sort of through the rest of that year, I was still quite anxious sort of when everything opened back up after lockdown. And then, I started at a prac and it wasn't a very good prac that I had. It was quite like, it wasn't a good environment at all. They didn't toxic, really right? value, yeah, prac students. It was so, it was um, a place that was very masculine dominated and it was just like they didn't really give the time of day to girls because they thought girls probably don't need to exercise or don't need to know how to exercise. Like yeah. it was very like that. So I was very on edge. I hated going. I like worked myself up every day yeah. to go. Um, when that ended, finally got through exams and one of my dogs passed away. So I was like, it was like a whole, just like a full on year. Yeah. And then I had had that bad practice. So I sought out an internship to boost myself up over the yep. holidays. Um, so that was good, but it was also nerve wracking because I wanted to do my best and I wasn't really in a good headspace. space. And then I started having panic attacks, like doing basic things, like trying to process, like um, get Centrelink for all the time yeah. off work that I'd had and trying to get that through because I had had a few problems with the Centrelink. I was getting it, but then something happened with the payments. Anyway, so basic things like that yeah. I was struggling it with me. and it would trigger me off. And then I had to go to Wollongabba. I'd never been to Wollongabba and trying to figure out how to get there. And mm-hmm. then, like, a bus was late or something. And then I had a panic attack. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, oh, shit, I really don't like feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So then I started to get some help. And my sister helped me get onto a mental health care plan and yeah. book the appointment to go to the GP. Yeah. Um, and you have to select what the appointment is for. So, she talked to me about the process. And then from there, I saw one psychologist. We didn't really gel. So, they found someone better. And then towards the end of last year, October 2021, yeah. I started seeing this other psychologist who really gelled with me. And then probably now, how many months later? We're in July. So, Yeah not quite a year later but I'm that's I feel fantastic. like I'm in a whole different place so the first six months were like groundbreaking so yeah that's probably why I'd say mental health is important yeah. like it can just literally shift everything now I'm putting boundaries like left right and center yeah. I've like cut out a lot of people in my life that I don't think are adding any value so I have more time and energy to put into other things or new people so yeah it's been really good yeah. so I'd, that's why I'd recommend it it can just change your whole outlook on life and you know yeah it's just yeah. about who you surround yourself with. So would you
0: say prioritising your mental health probably should come first before pretty much everything else? Because without oh, – what I've also noticed is hearing your story is like a lot of people would go through this. Like I'm hearing parts of your story where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can relate to that even though like we live completely different lives. But like currently now, like also I, like, I myself, I'm studying psychology and yet I'm, I'm going to a psychologist and I didn't realise, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, once after one session or two or three sessions, I'll be fine. But, like, you need to prioritise your mental health and your mm-hmm. psychology sessions because that is how you'll be able to shape the rest of your life and what other things you can prioritise. Yeah, so I've just found. Have you? Did you find that without yeah. doing that first, you can't really
1: oh, yeah. do it. You can't else. expand and grow in other areas of your life if you're not in the right mental sort of yeah. health space yeah for sure yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: it might seem like a bit of a hassle and obviously it's hard
0: and it is expensive but it's worth the investment yeah.
1: anything that's good generally and it's good for you generally isn't easy yeah 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 exactly
0: but there are multiple pathways like i didn't realize you until like until you told me you can go to a gp get a mental health care plan and you can get up to Ten sessions a calendar year, and now with COVID, an extra ten, so you get twenty mm. sessions with a psychologist. And not all places bulk bill, so some places you'll only get a rebate off, which is like eighty nine twenty five with a registered psychologist, or like one hundred and thirty mm. with um, a clinical psychologist. But it really depends what they charge. But there are so many ways yeah. and like pathways you can go to seek help, like even at universities or yeah. things like that, which are a bit cheaper.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: definitely worth the worth the investment. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think it's not talked about enough. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for
0: sharing your Thanks. story. That was good. Thanks that was for really letting good. Me share. Thank you. Yeah. Before I wrap up today's episode, I just wanted to talk about how Amara and I both found that seeing other people being vulnerable and opening up about their experiences with their mental health and their feelings and emotions, no matter who you are, really helps other people see that it's okay to talk about things that you're struggling with and seek the help that you need because... Everyone deserves to live the best life that they can. Just know that no problem is too little. And no matter who you are, we all deserve to speak out and spread mental health awareness and mental illness awareness.